Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betch Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betch Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. It is the year... She's ending. She's over. Is she over? Are we going to do the next 20, 20 whatever days? Well, I'm going to Australia. So I'm definitely oh, yeah, not that's doing, happening. I'm not doing You're going to have like added days or subtracted days. Well, I'm not doing December 12th, but I'm doing December 19th twice. So, that's so funny. Um, I'm really just like, all right, this is weird. I am, don't feel like this is happening, but it is. And we're just going to go and it's going to happen. And you and Jordana? Yeah, yeah, we are going on our friendship honeymoon, courtesy of United <laughs> and their new flight from San Francisco direct to Brisbane. Um, direct. Direct. So how long is that flight? I'll, I'll check and get back to you. Yeah. Um, but I actually have some cousins who live in Melbourne and they're going to come meet me. And it's going to be really cool. So that's incredible. How how many days are you staying total? Seven nights or eight seven nights. Oh, that's good. That's perfect. Eight. That yeah, makes it worth nights. it. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to be fucked from the time change the whole time. And Amanda, yeah. you're going to be taking over the morning announcements. Most important, like, I'm so excited to hear them because I was, because <laughs> I'm fully like switched with the time. Yeah. It would not even have been possible. No, no, no. Um, But so I'm excited to be a listener this time this go around i mean it'll be probably hopefully an easy time to do it because it's going to be like usually the i mean i'm not going to say what i was going to say i'm not going to say it i've learned i have learned don't <laughs> i'm not going to say it just don't <laughs> say will it. know diaries will know before we get into the news today which is a little bit rough this is the first monday where i am actually fully caught up on the white lotus and we haven't actually dived into it and i realized that you're voracious uh, you know, audience on Instagram probably doesn't get to hear you talk about it on the mic that much. Or do you talk about it at, at Betches? We sometimes, we don't talk about it every week. And I wasn't on last week when they did talk mm. about it. So I think we should indulge. Okay. Six minutes. It's 12.04. Okay. okay. Perfect. Um, but I did see, I did see you tweet. The, last night's episode was epic. I feel like so many pass opened for me about what could have happened. And it was just delicious. I watched it at seven in the morning. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. So you I were wasn't really home up. last night. I was at um, famous comedian Millie Tamara's uh, one woman show class clown, which was epic and then came home and went to bed and woke up and watched. Weren't you also at like a light up garden? Yeah, I took myself on a little like you had a day. My poor husband has been like working nonstop for three weeks. So I took myself on like, I don't where I was going was very far for me. So like I was I made a I made an afternoon of it. So I went to the lightscape at the Brooklyn Botanic Garden by myself and then I went to dinner by myself and then I went to Millie's show by myself. But I saw Ruby there. Ruby Carp was there, who's our video editor. So Betches supporting Betches. You're an independent woman who don't need no man, like the conservatives would say. Oh no, I got and lost yet, in the subway married. and cried. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, fine. Okay. It was a toughie. The you know, subway, Subway's on a Sunday is just really tough. And I think I just – you know what it also was? Was that like I 
I think I've talked to you a little bit about. We're just gonna catch up for, for longer than the six months. Yeah, I think I've talked to you a little bit longer about um, a phase in my life where I had like really extreme health anxiety, which is just the polite way to say hypochondria, and it was like related to other things in my life that should have been going on that have since been addressed. But I used to always go to City MD and be like, I have an embolism, I'm dying, like something's happening, I'm dying, and I have had like chest pains for about a week, and just it got to the point where it was just like it just makes sense as a normal, even non-anxious person to just go check it out because I was like. I'm around our coworkers who have young kids, even if it's RSV, I just like wanted to know. But it was like way more triggering than I expected just to be in that environment. And obviously the people are like, do you still take this medication? And you had six panic attacks in 2012. I'm like, no, it's like not like that anymore. Like I really just think I might be sick. But anyway, everything was obviously fine, but I was already in like a triggering headspace. And then I went into one of those subways that was like, you know, the ones that are like real deep. Yeah. Like, and that just summoned a little bit of, a little bit of like, oh my God, oh my God. But I got through my very pleasant day date by myself. And then also like the MTA, just, you never know what they're going to hit you with, especially on a weekend. So Yeah. And the cop presence is both unnecessary in some places and makes it even scarier. Like, like it wouldn't have occurred to me to be panicked, like in this, just going through Park Slope until there's like police at the station. But you know where there should be a cop presence at the White Lotus in Sicily. Perfect transition. (laughs) Perfect transition. Thoughts and feelings from last night's episode. Okay. Let me tell you. I, so I, I literally started a sub stack at like 11 p.m. last week so that I could put all my thoughts somewhere because I was putting it on Instagram and it's like, I'm not going to fucking like leave this here so we can go away and it'll have a million people DMing me like, tell me your right Lotus thoughts. It's like, okay, we are getting some subscribers to this. So thank you to everyone who subscribed. If you want to subscribe, Sammy Sage says on Substack. And literally I wrote like a thesis last night. Yeah. Yeah. Spoiler alert until the next break. There's so many different angles but the one I and I do talk about some of them on on at batches. But the one I want to talk about here is the employment angle with the uh, hotel manager Valentina, um, and compared with Armand last season. Mm. So in this episode, we so the past two episodes we've been sort of seeing that like Valentina has a crush on Isabella, the her subordinate at work, and. She had like moved around some people so that it seemed that she could, you know, so that they wouldn't be men wouldn't be flirting with her. Mm-hmm. Then last night, uh, we learned that Isabella, she like asked her to go for a drink. We learned that Isabella is actually engaged to one of her coworkers, and Valentina is obviously very upset. She's clearly like a lonely middle-aged woman who appears to be a lesbian, maybe bi, who knows, but like sexuality in quite, you know. Definitely, she's alone. Um, and then, so Mia, the girl who's like sort of getting into sex work, maybe mm-hmm. she basically she wants to sing at the White Lotus, and she essentially, like a week earlier, had basically propositioned ish Valentina for sex in exchange for the pianist job in the bar. And then last night, Mia like. You know, they go have sex. But Valentina gives her the master key in the hotel to go to a suite at her job. Like, so Mm -hmm. I wanted to talk about, like, so last time you saw, like, last season, Armand was, like, definitely doing, like, sketchy shit with his subordinates, like, having sex on the job and, like, taking the drugs of the guests. Mm -hmm. And now you have Valentina sort of, like, not quite going down that road, but like a little bit. And I feel being like reckless. Being reckless, but like definitely doing a lot of like 
questionable things in the employment space rather than in the like relationship space. But I feel like because she's like a lonely lesbian, it doesn't get the same like focus Mm -hmm. as being an employment issue Mm -hmm. as Armand did. Yeah, definitely. Because you're just sort of like, she just, she does seem kind of harmless. Right. But at the same time, when you think about it, like she's acknowledged that this person that Mia's like, shouldn't be in the hotel Mm because she's, she thinks. Yeah. And she was like, here's the master key. There's one empty suite on the second floor. And I was like, is she just going to try all the rooms until she finds it? (laughs) Right. 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 Exactly. Like, and you, this woman has already drugged the the piano player. Like she's not the most careful. Mm. So I just wonder like what yeah, is, there was a lot going on with Valentina this last episode. Why wouldn't Valentina just go unlock the room herself? Mm-hmm. I uh, w- my question is after last night is that like obviously the first season the death was accidental. Do you think in this season like it's 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 hurtling towards like all of these things heading towards another sort of cascade that results in an accidental death or do or do you think we're looking at like a murder? Like a, I think, like a spontaneous murder. So based on something I read in Variety, there's going to be three people who die. Um, Ooh, I have and chills. Also I in love the this show. Epi- and also in the first episode, Rocco says a few of the guests. I think I'm going to go back and if, watch them. Oh, you must. You'll pick up so many things. Oh, so yay. I'm not sure if, if, Ro- if Variety was saying three based on mm. Rocco saying a few – or if like they know. Oh, from I did a, see that it was confirmed that more than one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. definitely more than one, but and I'm assuming it's three. So I think there could be a whole range of deaths. Who even knows if they're all part of the same like storyline? One could mm-hmm. be an accident. One could mm-hmm. be, mm-hmm. you know, a murder. They could still be a murder accident. Yeah. You know, we're not just guessing like whose body was in the water in the opening scene. But there's more so we're it. guessing like whose body was in the water and who killed who yeah. and why. There's so How many, many more episodes are there. There's only one, but I think it might be two hours. Oh, so exciting. like, so I guess technically like the pen, the normal penultimate episode because mm-hmm. last night really didn't feel like a penultimate episode from HBO. No, would be like no. the first hour. Of next week. Got it, got it, got it. Um, what parts are like most interesting to you? I think the relationships part. I think the like Ethan. The the, yeah, the Ethan. What's Audrey Plaza's character's name in? I just it's just Audrey, Audrey. Oh, the Ethan Harper, Daphne, and the prosthetic dick guy. Their their yeah. dynamics. I just love watching Megan Faye. I think like what she's doing with it is like so fun to watch. I agree. They're um they're actually they're also my most favorite. They're also my favorite plotline. And then whatever's going on with Quentin and Tanya is also really interesting to me. Yes. Um, but I agree the foursome is it's interesting because I can't normally what's going on there, I wouldn't like to watch it and I would cringe and get too much secondhand embarrassment or secondhand just sort of like social anxiety. But but I mean, I, that's why the show is so good. For some reason I just like I love watching it and I could watch it over and over again. Do you relate to Harper? A little bit, but I don't think I'm as – because Mike won't watch it, but I was like, oh, my God, if you watch it, you would think – I think she's more unapologetically grumpy. I'm apologetically grumpy right? (laughs) when I'm out and about. I'm always like, yeah, I know. I'm I'm being a bitch, but I'm trying my best. (laughs) Well, it's funny because I feel like I have a lot of friends who relate to Harper. Yeah. And have shades of Harper. Mm -hmm. Um, I wonder if that's just who I slash, you know, I just had to associate with. No, yeah. um, Definitely. Yeah, she, She's a little ham-fisted about it, but like, yeah, but I, there's definitely times where, you know, 
Ethan responds a lot like Mike does. Like he's never just like, can you just not? It's just like, yeah, the world's bad. Or like, yeah, that sounds like it wasn't a fun time. <laughs> right. I think she was more ham-fisted in the beginning. Now she's True. a lot more fun. But- she was kind of enigmatic to me this last episode. I was also like, Ethan, I was like, why are you in such a good mood? Like what's ha- what just what just happened? It's interesting they decided not to show us this conversation that happened between Harper and Ethan's friend. What's the final guy's name? He's made like um, the least of an imp- yeah yeah between he's Harper made the and least Cam. of an impression. Well, I just can't remember his name, but oh why? Well, so at, you see that they were at the end talking about a guy who was a dick who Cam yeah. referred to as his best friend. I have a feeling that was the person they were talking about the first episode where Harper made the joke like congratulate him on not getting disbarred because oh. like obviously Cam's friends yeah. with a bunch of assholes who stayed assholes and Harper's like you know. My husband's like not really like this, but he was kind of like on the outside. Yes, yes. And um, I actually have a prediction. I just made it on back for seconds. It it took me a minute to get from to this full point, but I feel like maybe Ethan is going to come out as asexual. And at first I was like gay or bi, but I don't think bi makes sense. Gay might make sense, but I also just don't think he is. And it wouldn't even be that interesting as much yeah. as like something else. Because it's not that he doesn't – I don't feel like he has attraction to, like, men either. So that's kind of my prediction with him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. think that it's, like, going to just be, like, a fizzled marriage. No, I don't either. I definitely don't either. I don't think that's where it's headed. Okay, we needed that. We needed that. We'll definitely yeah, – we we'll, we'll make a side that's time for that for next month or next time you're on too. I don't think you're on next month. No, no I'm yeah, not because I'm going to Because you're not even going to exist on December 12th. You've got to figure that out. You've got to figure that out. Okay. I'm trying to get the, I'm trying to watch it in the airport or something. So funny. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners. I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying. He loves airplanes. He loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. All right. I like to say on this podcast, we we are going to even more be starting with dessert to start with something fun. But that means now we have to move on to eating our vegetables. And usually that means just a more substantive policy conversation. But today, these particular vegetables have been left to rot in an unregulated malfunctioning refrigerator for a very, very long time. We actually, I can't, time is going, this month is going by slow. We have not recorded this podcast since Kanye West said on Thursday that he likes Nazis and Hitler. So as a refresher, he said, I like Hitler. I love Jewish people, but I also love Nazis, and I see good things about Hitler. 
this seemed to to a lot of people and, and to me, I guess, you know, represent something fundamentally different than from what Kanye West has been doing so far. Do you agree or disagree? And if you agree, how is it different? Like, did he break a social contract that exists? I, obviously, he broke it earlier, but did he break it a break a different one? Um. Yes. Yeah. Like that was um clearly yeah. a line because most of the time people sort of dance around that sentiment. <laughs> the, um, I like Hitler. I love Nazis. They do. It'd be like Sorry. Western civilization. You know that kind of. You can't. You know, I mean, you can't say that whistles. in Germany. I don't think you cannot it's, say that. Well, sadly, we're not there. Yeah. Um. At this point, this generation. Um. Honestly, this was so. Even as I really don't even have the words, I still don't yeah. have the words for it days later. And I am um, hearing you re say it, even though I've heard it now so many times, is still so, so scary. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and, it's just scary to think how many people are going to come out of the woodwork. I think it I completely think they represents already. a departure. Now, yeah. I but mean, I don't know how much – I just saw, you know, what people saw over the weekend, which is like, you know, people posting videos of small groups that are completely misguided about about Judaism and about, and about the history there and about the history of the Holocaust, who he gave kind of permission to. I guess the question is like – what is this like? How how big is this sort of like latent group of people just waiting for permission? And are they is kind is yay their permission? I don't know how. Like and everyone I do coming from a different place. Yeah, and everyone has different. It's not just like oh, you are inherently a Nazi and like you're just waiting for that gene to show. It's like, right. are you in the right place in the right time? Do you have the, your own personal circumstances? Are your friends can you know? And it's just. That's why it's so dangerous because the more – think about it almost like that Swiss cheese theory of COVID, like yeah. the Swiss cheese theory of becoming a, mm -hmm. an overt anti-Semite. And the more strong the scaffolding of that permission structure to maybe like even just feel slightly negatively or express, you know, take a step up in your dislike of mm -hmm. the Jews – is really, really, really scary. Just thinking about the history of the Jewish people, like I've even, I even said to friends, I'm like, what are they? Like, I found myself echoing that sentiment, like, what are they gonna do? You know, like, what are they really gonna do? And it's like, well, there's literally a scene of that in Schindler's List. Like, that's why people didn't run away. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. Um, when we're talking about like it, the, the Holocaust wasn't the only genocide, it wasn't the only time it's the biggest one, but it also wasn't the only time where people collectively over time got tricked into or or agreed to this. So it's like we don't even have to get too myopic about the Holocaust. Like, is this similar to the Holocaust? It's like it's similar to any time that has led to a very catastrophic genocide. Right, right. It doesn't need to even be Jews. Or mass marginalization, like fucking internment, you know, like this stuff just happened. Right. And it can, you know, it's happens in other countries now, you know, it's still happening in other countries now. I mean, one, one point I saw raised a bit over the weekend is just the, the histrionics. Like why does Kanye think Hitler would not have killed and harmed his own family? Like what impression is he under? What, 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 like what false history is he operating under? I guess it's just like has grown into so many narratives that people believe that are so, so, so far from the truth. To, to put logic to it, yeah. to explain his thoughts, just I think doesn't even 
like matter. I think part of this is that he is going through some sort of like episode. Not that obviously it's not an excuse. Clearly, I don't need to say that. But I'm almost like if Kris Jenner wanted to shut it down, could she not? Like this is a like. Britney Spears walked, shaved her head and walked around a gas station without shoes. This man is trying to start – is like saying things that could start a second holocaust. Does he not have anyone in his life who cares enough or just is able to – No, I don't think that the Kardashians No, care I just don't think they care enough. Any genocide. But I'm also not like, don't you fucking care one. about – do you not feel any yeah, responsibility to – No. I'm sure so many people have Amanda, been like, I want – think the no, Kardashians feel any responsibility – based on anything that they've ever done. If anything, they have only ever proven that they are ruthless and will sacrifice literally anything, their own family, their own children, their own mental health, their own children's health at the at the altar for money and influence. And I just do not believe that there is any point at which like that family is going to step in and do shit for the Jews. No. And like the the truth is it's not just Jews. You see like a lot – you see the constant – I mean, we'll talk about North Carolina in a second, but a lot of violence has been happening towards trans people. It's not like just the Jews. It's like this othering, mm-hmm. and it just always goes in like one direction. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't know. What can you do to stop it? Like keep voting so these people don't get actual government yeah. power? Yeah. Like just forever? I'm furious at Elon Musk. I mean, I knew he was always going to bring oh, Kanye yeah. back, but it's just – it is sort of satisfying. You know, obviously the House GOP judiciary had that Kanye, Elon, Trump tweet, and Elon Musk was welcoming Kanye back, and they were like trading like Bible verses. And it's sort of like, of course this was going to happen. Like if you could have just left him suspended, like you can't put the I love Hitler tweet – back after it's out to 30 million people, you can't put that back in the bottle. And had he just stayed suspended, maybe this wouldn't have have happened. And it seems like Elon Musk doesn't have any regard for like future harm that a person could cause on the platform. It's like, I mean, he is still suspended. He was suspended. No, he's suspended again. Yeah. He's suspended again. He's resuspended again. Since Thursday? Yeah. They, they, he was unsuspended originally when he was unsuspending everyone. Then he tweeted- That Jewish. Star oh my God! I didn't even mention thing. that. That's why. Yeah. And then they suspended him again. But I don't think it's permanent. And okay, here's the thing with Elon Musk. Elon Musk is acting like none of this is purposeful when it is all completely purposeful. But it's like uh, plausible deniability. Yeah. It's it's like grounded in plausible deniability, and he's saying like, oh, I'm a moderate. You know, ten percent of the far right and ten percent of the far left is angry at me, and eighty percent of the normal people in the middle who just want to laugh and enjoy themselves are happy and love me. It's like, first of all, you can't even fucking quantify that. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm, it's not mm-hmm. true. Um, and he knows what he's doing, and the fact that he's then using this to support the fact that he's like some sort of moderate. Is just he is, I uh, one of the he is so people. extreme. It is it is so crazy. And yeah, yeah. It's, you're right. I mean, we know that, but it should be communicated more. Hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options? Feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. 
Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You know, you and I were talking a bit before this and we've addressed this on the podcast before, but I feel like just in the past two weeks or so, like my Twitter feed has dramatically changed. I don't see the same people. I don't see uh, the same dialogue. It just doesn't refresh. Yeah, something. I don't know if those people have left or something has changed with the algorithm, but also for a number of reasons. I mean, you and I discussed last week and we made this change today that we decided to take the tweet of the day out of the newsletter, which is a big part of the newsletter because we weren't having an easy time finding tweets. And as Elise put it in the newsletter, we can't really in good conscience keep sending you to a website with Nazis on it. It just doesn't yeah, seem like, like it's – it seems like it's winding down. And I was saying to you, and it seemed like you agreed, it's dramatically changed how I do consume information. Well, I don't know that it's like fully changed my consumption habits yet, but it has made things harder. And like what I loved about Twitter was that, yeah, you get all your usual funny tweets and you get your you know news outlets, but I – and you have your big reporters – But what I found so amazing about Twitter was that you could find like really niche groups of people talking about things that they're experts on and that are so interesting. And you find stories that you would never find elsewhere. I always found, I feel that I was able to to get so much like, so much of an accurate picture on different communities and the way they react to things based on like replies and certain stories that focus. And then you see experts in various fields interacting. And it's just a place that you cannot replicate. Although Post is trying, hopefully it will work. Um, There were times where it was a real meritocracy of knowledge. Not always, (laughs) but when it was that and when the right person with the right thread was able to sort of like have, you know, a commanding captive audience when we could all find like the reporter in that area when there was like a shooting or something that happened. That's, that's different. It's really hard to find individuals. Even when they weren't viral, it's like, it was still there. People were still in the conversation. Maybe it wasn't what everyone was having, but there's so, there was so much to find. And like, you can't replicate that when there is no identity attached to people. Instagram, you know, cause like, for example, Reddit, people talk, I would say in depth in a similar way, Mm -hmm. but you don't know who anyone is. Yeah. So you can't like look at a journalist or an expert and see in their bio that they're a researcher at whatever school, you know, it's, so it's just like, doesn't. And you can't like take it, obviously this isn't as important, but you can't like take a screenshot and share it in the same way. Right. I mean, there's just a lot that is lost. And now I've found myself like going to check on certain people. Um, to see if like I'm missing something 
Yeah, I miss. Posted. I don't know if I need to like go back to like an RSS feed or something, but like I am missing. Like I like to scroll for my news, and I need to find another way to scroll for my news because Twitter is not doing it for me. Because it like really, I don't know. It does something for my dopamine when I can like scroll there and is- constantly refresh. There's still, you know, news outlets will probably always be on there. But yeah, it's the commentary. And it's like, I don't always yeah, read. Yeah, I will. I don't always read. Is there still a waiting list? I heard the waiting list yeah, is like taking a while. There's going to be a waiting to- list, but yeah, but you'll get it. I guess I can be list. more in the habit of, you know, I know some people really like the New York Times comments, but that's obviously subscription and you don't have to have your you know name attached to it. You can just see, you know, Dale has this comment. It's not, you know. Dr. Dale from this place that has those credentials and right. But then you have to like read per article. What about just like the general exactly place for the comments about everything? Right. You have to really go looking for the information you want. Whereas like Twitter is, I just knew that something would come up on my feed that would like spark my curiosity. And then you could find an in-depth conversation. I, I think somewhere will sort of fill in, fill in the void, but it is an interesting time. It is a weird kind of a transition. So finally today, we'll discuss the power outage in North Carolina. This is really scary. And for those of you who are there, I, I just can't believe you have to deal with this. I imagine just not having childcare. The schools are closed. It's dangerous. Nearly 45,000 homes and businesses in Moore County, North Carolina were left without power Saturday night. And this was due to an attack on multiple electrical substations in that county. So people shot at these substations, that is confirmed, and that cut power, and 35,000 homes still don't have power. I read that some might not until Thursday. It is Monday. This happened wow. Saturday. I, I mean- And it was preventable. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it was not a natural disaster, put it that way. Yeah. The schools can't open, the traffic lights aren't working, and somebody did this. So there's a lot um, of discussion about who did this and why. At a press conference yesterday, the Moore County Sheriff Ronnie Field said that the incident is being investigated as a criminal occurrence, obviously, with help from the FBI. So they haven't, they say they haven't determined exactly what motivated the attack, but locals point out that it happened at the same time as a drag show that had been the subject subject of significant protests. There was a woman that was posting, like, I know why this happened. They went and talked to her, but then they were like, it's nothing, but I don't know. Um, <coughs> Sorry, are you okay? Oh, yeah, I was just coughing. Oh, oh, I wasn't sure. Okay. So I sent you that um, tweet from Caroline Orbueno, um, which kind of pointed – which had a theory about case in point of the conversation we just had. Yeah. And so she's, you know, she's an expert and um, let me just read her bio so I can give you a, she's a behavioral, um, she's sci- a behavioral scientist. Yeah. Um, and she tweets a lot about, um, you know, communication and, you know, disinformation. She's really, really interesting. And she had basically shared that it was in some sort of like, you know, white supremacist handbook the concept of instead of doing like mass shootings, shooting at public utilities and things like power stations so that they're able to like disrupt, you know, people on mass more. So oh my God, mass instead shooting, of Jesus, instead of, as part of like protest mm-hmm. in order to like cause civil unrest and potentially like they want to like start a race war. Oh, basically. yeah. So this so is it's, this it's is like that about, level. This isn't like a vandalism, like to stop the drag show. This is like culture war, accelerant. No, it's literally. like it's like chaos agency, Matt, and on a on a bigger scale. 
Were you surprised that these substations are this like vulnerable that somebody can just- Um, I know nothing about how like electrical electrical work at all. So I have no clue. Yeah. Um I wonder if maybe zero. Yeah. I mean, this is a serious crime. These people are in for whenever they do get caught. But if that is the case, I mean, it was so bizarre because then I read the sheriff was like, yeah, we went and we prayed about it and there was nothing to it. Oh, they should join the Supreme Court justices mm-hmm. with their, um, you know, prayer lunches. Yeah. I was like, maybe if we spent a little bit less time uh, praying with potential suspects, we could find out who shot at this. Thoughts and prayers. Mm-hmm. That is how we got light. That is how Jesus made the light. <laughs> yep. Exactly. Oh, that is our time for today. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Sammy Sage. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sousmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at Betches.com. Betches.